In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Love makes the world go round, says Richard Rogers in the musical Carnival. And the Beatles said it this way, all you need is love. Love is in the air, love is everywhere. At least that's what it looks like if you pick up a magazine, read most books, listen to most music, watch TV, go to the movies. It's all about love. Sometimes it's even about marriage. Although in our popular culture, even high culture, marriage and love don't always go together. We would like to think they do. After all, that's why we get married, isn't it? When I was a parish pastor, when I would do premarital counseling, I would always ask the couple, why do you want to get married? I thought that was a good question to ask. And they would always respond, because we love each other. I wondered what would have happened if one of them said, my parents arranged it. Or, we want to take care of each other because she needs me and I need her. Or even this, we want to be icons of the gospel, of the relationship between Christ and his church. Now, if somebody had said that to me, I probably would have dropped dead. <laughs> when people came to get married, they did so because they loved each other. Did you notice, however, in Jesus' discussion of marriage and divorce with the Pharisees, he never mentions love. In fact, Jesus never mentions love in connection with marriage in the Gospels. He tells us to love our neighbor, and he tells us to love our enemies, but never our wives or our husbands. They are our neighbors, of course, but love and marriage don't occur together in the teaching of Jesus about marriage. Nor do they occur together in that account in Genesis that we heard read, that account of that first marriage gone south, the one between Adam and Eve. It is St. Paul who speaks of love and marriage together. And yet when it comes to love, at least for St. Paul, it's all about husbands. Paul never tells wives to love their husbands. This is what Paul says in Ephesians. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And then he says, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. For he who loves his wife loves himself. And then these final words, he says, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Maybe for St. Paul, the way wives love their husbands is by respecting them. Now, love does occur in the marriage vows. Both husbands and wives are asked, 
love one another. And both husbands and wives say to each other in the vows, and you know these words well, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish. But we are also told that it is for long as you both shall live and not for long as you both shall love. Love and marriage do go together, or they should go together. But is love the main thing in marriage? Well, when it comes to God, it's all about love. That is to say, love is the number one attribute of God. Not justice, love. And love is also translated charity, faith, hope, and charity, these three. And the greatest of these is charity, if you read the old King James. And the two great commandments that Jesus gives are all about love. Love God, love your neighbor. And loving your neighbor starts at home with wives and husbands and those children Jesus suffered to come unto him. Even unborn children, especially unborn children. Now here's the problem with the Pharisees and perhaps with us. We see marriage in terms of the law and not as gift. Or to be even more theological, we see marriage as a matter of the will and not as a matter of being. Marriage, you see, is not a human institution. At least Genesis marriages are not human institutions or Jesus marriages. Marriages are a God-given institution. That's why Jesus says, what therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. And that's in the marriage vows. Although sometimes we act as if they said, what man joins together, man can put asunder. Marriage is the way of the gospel not the way of the law. From the beginning, says Jesus, God created them, male and female. Now why does he say this? Why does he go back to Genesis? Because the creation of man and woman was the crown of God's creation. They were created in God's very image. Adam, of course, would be created out of the dust of the ground and Eve out of Adam. So that Adam would say of Eve, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Eve shared exactly the same flesh as Adam and then Adam and Eve become one flesh again. And there is marriage. And there you have being, not a contract to be annulled like the Pharisees wanted through a certificate of divorce as Moses permitted, as they said, 
But that's because of the hardness of their hearts, Jesus says. That's the way of the law. The way of the gospel is to see man and woman as equally flesh, equally soul, yet not interchangeable, both distinct in their roles, in their vocation, in their functions, but one flesh. The way of the gospel. The way of the gospel is, is to see marriage making us one, a unity that is as real as the union of God and man in the flesh of Jesus Christ. For you see, marriage is a creative act of a loving God. God the creator makes man and woman into a new creation, into a living fellowship that serves as an icon of his love for his people, his church, embodied in Jesus the Christ, who shows love sacrificially by giving up his life for us, to make us new, to call us to a new identity, a new vocation in a new creation. In Christ, what we see is God's love dying and bleeding love, cleansing and restoring love, love that makes us whole, love that makes us well, love that makes us one. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In marriage, there is this internal and intimate relation established between man and woman because it is the same internal and intimate relation within the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. The same internal, intimate relation between Christ and his body, the church. For in every case, in marriage, in the Holy Trinity, in Christ's relationship with his church, it's not about power or authority or subordination. It's all about God's life-giving love. When the people of Israel started loving other gods besides the true God, God called it adultery. Divorce is a sign of great brokenness. That the way of the gospel has been trampled upon by our unfaithfulness, by our sin, by our unwillingness to bear one another's burdens in love. Yes, sometimes divorce is permissible when our brokenness makes it impossible for us to live anymore as husband and wife, as even Jesus allows in Matthew chapter 19. But when divorce enters the picture, it's always the way of the law. 
And the result is for Jesus no different than Israel's adulterous pursuit of other gods besides Yahweh. The way of the Lord is always hard on our ears. And we all recoil, every one of us, when we hear these words of Jesus. Even Jesus knew how hard these words are for us to hear. And so that's why someone breaks the tension. That's why someone brings children to him so that he can touch them. They bring children to him because they cannot bear to hear anymore about divorce and adultery. They bring children to him because children are the way of the gospel. And yet those disciples, forever dull, they don't get that children are the way of the gospel. They rebuke those who brought them to Jesus, but that doesn't stop Jesus. For again, in those wonderful King James words, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. And so Jesus takes them in his arms, he touches them, he blesses them by laying his hands on them. To such children, Jesus says, belongs the kingdom of God. Why? Why children? A child comes to Jesus with nothing but humble, simple trust. What do we call it? Childlike faith. This is at the heart of our relationship with Jesus, at the heart of our relationships with one another, with husbands and wives and children and neighbors. God's creation of us, male and female, his recreation of us in the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus, his creation of our marriages and our families, these are all acts of his grace and his mercy and his love. And how can we know this apart from trust, the simple faith of a child? That's love. That's what makes the world go round. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.